0: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
1: Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: I am proud and delighted to announce we have our first guest on the show who matches the studio perfectly. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> That's so nice.
3: This is the nicest thing I have ever all day.
2: <laughs> it's a walking good for you podcast studio. Her name is Sarah Sherman. Do you like Sarah Squirm? Do people
3: call you Sarah Squirm
2: now? And you're like, well, it's really Sherman.
3: I like, well, I was always performing as Sarah Squirm, and not until the show. Have I gone by my Not birthday? TV. My, I'm at TV, of course. <laughs> I'm actually Miss Swan. Not many people know that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, but do you, like, have this thing where you're like, I need to change my Instagram to Sarah Sherman? Because my brain, I'm yes. very, like, as soon as I, like, found out about you and looked at your Instagram, I was like, She's got, we got to start branding. Is we that true? Because I actually, I haven't really thought about it, but people be, people be saying coolest. It's so much cooler to not and to just right. let people be bewildered and confused. Uh-huh. But I'm just like, how much higher would your Google searches be if you ever need that for some kind of butterfly clip campaign negotiation, you know? And if someone's Googling Sarah Squirm and that gets a million uh, Googles Uh and then Sarah Sherman gets a million Googles, where's your leverage? You're going to have to go to the the Butterfly Clip Company.
3: You're a genius. I've literally never thought
2: about this. This is <laughs> And you're going to be like, no. And they're like, well, you got a million Googles. So you might, and you're like, no, I actually got two million. It's just no one knows my name.
3: Oh my God. This is ruining my life. You're so right. <laughs> you're a hundred percent. I don't right. like, I don't know. I always thought, I was always thinking about it. You're thinking, you're thinking like a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. You're being girl boss right now. Mm-hmm. And I am too stupid to ever think. Like, that. like literally the only way I've been thinking about this is like conceptually where I'm like, I clock into work as Sarah Sherman. And then- <laughs> after work i take off my hat and then i get to be sarah squirm at night (laughs) but that's not like a way to think about my you know yeah i mean well then
2: maybe the move is if i'm gonna put my business woman hat on for that you can have two businesses going Uh like for the companies that don't feel sarah squirm is a match for them yes maybe sarah sherman is maybe sarah sherman's doing the j crew campaigns And Sarah Squirm yeah. is doing the bumpets.
3: You know, the, the only company that's ever been like, "I'm gonna have a lot of burps today. I've been drinking like a lot of kombucha." So just kombucha, kombucha. <laughs> oh well, the only business who's ever asked me to do like a business partnership or whatever Activia. was the um was Activia. <laughs> Close. It was um the the underwear that you could have your period in. <laughs> And I was like, well, that makes sense. I didn't do it, but I was like, respect. It like, cheaper than
2: buying tie-dye. Yeah.
3: Thank you. Um, did you not do it? I did not do it. Okay, why not? I don't need to help them. Mm-hmm. I don't need it mm-hmm. to be helping them. Yeah. Respect, free bleed so all you So what you're you saying want. is it wasn't enough money. <laughs> I don't even think, I have like a mental issue with responding to emails. And like, Ugh. this is my, you're, see, you're gonna, I think today you're gonna save my life. You
2: were living in Chicago uh, it's gonna sound like I edited that it's I just changed the sub- subject that fast you guys you didn't want you didn't
3: want to do it and with it. <laughs>
2: then I stuttered to add insult to injury um, so you went from Long Island to Chicago <gasps> you're in Chicago how long eight years wild God, I went I love to Chicago. school there I went best to- pizza in Chicago
3: It's too... I can't eat that pizza. I cannot eat like that. It's fucked up. You can't eat like that. It's like nine inches of cheese. You know how lactose intolerant I am. Okay, so eating mold... You're saying that eating mold is not good for your gut bacteria? Yeah, it's not. Oh, my God, I'm obsessed with my stomach right now. Do you hear me talk about the way I'm talking? It's all we're talking about. That's all we're talking about. Let's get into it. It's my perspective even about pizza now is completely changed by my gut bacteria being wild.
2: Did you, uh, you're dating someone, right? I'm dating someone. Okay, good. Respect. I <laughs> know. Uh, yeah, I just will talk about that in a second. But Absolutely. I'm just saying this is not a first date. If you're out there in the in the field, don't uh-huh. maybe open with the gut bacteria day one. <laughs> um, but so uh, uh, being lactose intolerant is this is something new Jewish? No, it's just something Jewish. Uh, general Judaism. General but you've Judaism. always because everyone is kind of lactose intolerant. I mean, it's like no one's really
3: totally. I t- like well, Jew. It. What's funny about Jews is that like the main thing that we love is the thing that betrays us. Mm -hmm. So, like, the thing that we love the most is whipped cream cheese and, like, white fish, herring, cream sauce, Mm -hmm. whatever. And that's, like, the thing all Jews can't eat. Yeah. But that's the thing we love the most. Yeah, but if you
2: ate it a lot, you wouldn't like it as much.
3: No. I like So, I I had, like, full-blown diarrhea for, like, the first 24 years of my life. And I was like— you know, maybe I should cut out the cream cheese and then it was actually saved my life.
2: Have you done on uh, uh, dairy cream cheese? Yeah, I'm addicted to it. It's so I'm I mean, addicted we'll eat it with it. a spoon, a little bit of jelly. <laughs> oh fuck out
3: of here. Have you
2: been to Courage Bagels? Oh. It is the best bagel in the world. I've never been. I <gasps> went
3: yesterday and it was closed. No! Mm-hmm. You gotta wait in line for two and a half hours, it's worth it. But like who am I in line with? We're talking a lot of 25-year-old, for lack of a better term. Hipsters. Hipsters. Is that still... I'm going to bring the term back. Because I feel like
2: hipster is now a dorky word.
3: It's a derogatory term. hundred
2: percent. It is a fighting word.
3: And it's... I feel corny saying it. You do. But I'm kind of trying to bring back a lot of two thousand and late things. Like, like how, it, do
2: to, how do you have how do you how are you a hipster? Like I decided someone's a hipster if number one. They're in a hat inside. Hipster. <laughs> okay. What decides a hipster? Glasses with no prescription. Uh-huh. Scarf with a tank top. Uh-huh. Like, Pins from bands from the 80s you probably never even listened to, let's be honest. Uh, a t-shirt
3: with like an impact font that says something. Blockbuster video. Uh-huh. Lou Reed. Bad haircut. But is it bad on purpose? Yeah, well, I'm
2: <laughs> 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 And it's been a pleasure
3: interviewing Theo Vaughn. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> Absolutely 100%. But you have to do that,
3: that impression on SNL. He does have a better version of my haircut. Because he has like, well, the yours Joe. is a haircut. Mine's a haircut and his is a Joe Dirt. I don't
2: think he sees it that way. I think he just thinks it's a cool that, haircut. That, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think it's a haircut to him. I think it's just his hair. Hair. I think it's right. his hair. It, he was born like that. And it he'll was just how the- all <laughs> hair should look. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think there's any. I think he definitely does it himself. 100%. Um So hipsters, that's interesting because I do feel like it is very pejorative term. But also I think hipster it comes under the umbrella of like using things, rejecting technology because you have an, you're unemployed or have some kind of trust fund or something. You have the amount of time on your hands to do shit twee. Uh-huh. Like you're going to use a typewriter instead uh-huh. of a computer.
3: I, I, I'm almost trying to like... Pull the term hipster while it's kicking and screaming into 2022, Mm -hmm. which is like, so it's not like shutter shades so much as it's now like. You're right. Like, where are we with this work? It's, it's more what, uh, like Carhartt, but you don't work in a factory.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, do we... Are, when I when you call someone a hipster, is it an insult?
3: That's the question. Yes, it, uh, okay. Why I said <laughs> it... Yes. I was like, what's the meanest thing I can say about another person? And yeah. it is to call them a hipster. Yeah,
2: Because it's almost like uh, tri- a try hard. or Because yes. you
3: know what it is? It's like you're wearing a costume. Uh-huh. And I think arguably why I can so boldly say it is because when someone would look at me, they say, horrible haircut, horrible clothes. And I mean, I look at me. Do you, I'm going to throw stones.
2: No, but, I, <laughs> but what you're doing, I feel like you and I have a similar thing where people are like, oh, that bitch is crazy <laughs> based on the way we present <laughs> ourselves in the world, but we're just having, having more fun, fun than Thank you. Thank you.
3: Anytime somebody like... Cause I've gotten like you know people you know people being like why are you doing this I'm like because literally we're comedians so we never have to like grow up and go. There to There used office. to be this thing
2: where <laughs> entertainers were required to entertain uh-huh. on some level. Okay. Uh-huh. Joan Rivers, Phyllis diller those bitches were in Moos, They were in capes. They were in glitter. They were in fucking top hats and shit. There was also this thing where comedians told jokes. They didn't do TED Talks. They didn't lecture you how to vote. They didn't mm-hmm. tell you about your sexuality, their sexuality or yours, unless there were jokes involved. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry mm-hmm. we don't wear hoodies and sneakers to bore the fuck out of you. We're
3: giving you the old razzle-dazzle. Oh. We're giving you a show.
2: <laughs> you know, and all, but I do think if you, it's it's about to get worse for you. Um, Let me tell you what you have ahead of you. If you are a woman without kids, do you have kids? No. Okay. Uh, uh, A woman without kids, as you get into your 30s, late 30s, and you're having fun, people can't, they don't, you you have to be on crack, you have Uh to be on drugs, you're crazy, you're like, people just don't do well with it. But it's like... I'm like, you too can go on eBay and get this ridiculous top whenever I, you want. That's my favorite place to shop. That's where I get all my clothes. Absolutely. Yeah, Rachel, call me. Did I pay 300 bucks? Nope, 40. <laughs> Does it smell like clam chowder? Absolutely.
3: Is there speckles <laughs> of literal... Like, what is that? Is there random blood on here? No, no, no. Probably. It's but part good. of history. Good.
2: If I murder someone, this guy's going to get in trouble. <laughs> that's <laughs> hard. <laughs> See? <laughs> So like, do you, but what I love about you is you uh, clearly
3: are like doubling down
2: Uh in a way that is like, I love her.
3: That I doubling down is a really good way to describe everything in my life. (laughs) If I feel an audience pulling away at a show, I don't necessarily try to reel them back in with something that's going to get them as much as Mm -hmm. I double down and make it worse. Yeah, (laughs) sometimes you have to. There's you mean if like something's not or the vibe's not
2: working. Some of my favorite things uh, I've heard for those scenarios is and this can apply to anyone like we talk so much on these podcasts about like esoteric comedy things. And I'm always uh-huh. like, is this too inside baseball? Everyone has to do public fucking speeches. People that listen to podcasts, they give speeches at their pharmaceutical sales rep companies. I don't know. They're coaches. They're whatever. So this applies to every mm-hmm. orator. Um, Fred Armisen was on once and he said, he's like, yeah, when, um, when it gets awkward or when, so- oh, well, this is when someone heckles. Mm-hmm. He goes, when someone heckles, I just, I just say nothing and I let it get really quiet and really boring so that
3: that's interesting. The heckler
2: realizes it was better before. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Torture them. <laughs> yeah, just be like, yeah, no, let, let's let see your version of this. Like, maybe yours is better. Oh, that's so funny. I'm, like, so sick of all my jokes that if a heckler enters frame, I full-blown drop everything and engage. Oh, always. Absolutely. Well, here's
2: the other thing though. It's like, I love hecklers because, and I don't mean like, cunt, I'm going to fuck you with a knife. Like, didn't love that guy. Respect. That was in Chicago, by the way. That is a
3: cannibal corpse song. And uh, it was Army Hammer.
2: (laughs) And, um, I think for me, this is going to sound, I don't know, narcissistic, um, but, uh, uh, I the people that come to comedy shows, at least the ones that I get to do, are funny. Yes, or they know us in some way, or they'll yes. say something funny or dumb, or they have a sense of humor about themselves enough to mm-hmm. where I can make fun of them and it'll be fine. So when someone heckles, I'm not like cook them out. I'm like, if they think I'm funny, they must not be that. Sh- they have taste. I mean, I must. to <laughs> get along great, but or just like if you came to see a woman do comedy. Even if you're not enjoying it, you must be cool on so- There's Therefore, something about you. There's something about I always say that, like, you know, be like, this guy came to the show and he didn't fucking laugh the whole time. I'm like, the fact that a man came to a show to see a woman talk for an hour and a half. Talk? How about complain? Scream, yeah. <laughs> shrilly <laughs> complain and na- nag uh-huh. for an hour and a half with no chance of having sex with her at any point just to listen. <laughs> Most men don't listen to their own girlfriends and wives for an hour and a half straight without being able to interrupt. And if you interrupt, security will remove you and you do not get your money back. Like, that is a radical feminist. Right. So if you have to yell out, like, fuck you, bitch, I'm like, you lasted 45
3: minutes, dude. Good job. God bless. Yeah, I'm like, stand-up comedy is a live it's live theater. Mm-hmm. Things are going to happen in a live theater space. And you have to kind of go with it. Because then it gets boring for us. It's like, I can do the same hour f- for my this whole summer tour every single night. But I get bored of it. But, I'm not encouraging people to yeah, no, it. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> no, but you know what it is? And also it gives
2: the audience this feeling of like, oh my, like, Only we got to see experience that. Whereas I think that like people come see live shows now. The people that see live shows now I love even more because they have so many reasons to stay home, right? And there's they can see all of your stuff online right. as many times as they want and they have the best seat in the house. Yeah. So when they choose to come to a show, I'm like, I fuck with you people. And, and I'm going to give you like a show that you couldn't get anywhere else. So when right. someone heckles, it helps you with that. Totally. So let me tell you, let me ask you because you were, let me tell you, let me, let me tell you um, uh, about your tour. Um, you were in Chicago and you were at the Groundlings. Uh, so, uh,
3: right? Is there a Groundlings in Chicago? I did like, I second was second like, city. I I didn't even do Second City. I was mostly doing stand-up in Chicago. Okay, good. I like you
2: so much more now. Right? (laughs) Okay, so Chicago, I am interested in this because Mm I am kind of fascinated by what kind of comedians come out Mm -hmm. of which cities and climates. Mm -hmm. Like, Boston comedians are, like, very specific. You know, Mm -hmm. like, Bill Mm -hmm. Burr and... um, uh, uh, What's his name again? Louis (laughs) C.K. Those type of guys. And then D.C. is, like, Chappelle and me. Um, And uh, Chicago is, like, very specific. Yeah. Sebastian and you. I mean, it's me and Sebastian.
3: <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. He, like, he Greatest. is my dad looks and sounds exactly like that. Mandy. So I project a lot of stuff on him that he doesn't know about. A lot of people do. <laughs> like I project that we're friends. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well you guys are. Yeah, totally. Totally. No, totally. I'm burping. Well, probably you can use this. Okay, okay.
2: yeah, no, totally. Uh, we'll have a, it'll be a sound. It'll be, that's, this is how we came into each other's lives. A viral sound. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you guys remember on the podcast when we had Miranda Cosgrove and I was like, what's your favorite curse word? And she's like, probably fuck. I <laughs>
1: actually do cuss a little. Do you? Also, what's yeah. Your
2: favorite? curse word
1: probably fuck
2: <laughs> your impression of the good for you podcast as you guys as you guys uh, might know uh she was the lucky one selected <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i was i know this sounds ridiculous you're on SNL you don't need anyone to affirm how talented you yeah, are i love it <laughs> but when i saw you do the impression of uh, the with lizzo you it, all you had to do cuz it seems like what everyone really was making fun of was my horrendous laugh which again you know what look I'm having fun and um I've always had a a horrific laugh and I've don't have to use mace or anything I scare men away and it's it's, it's, it's kept me safe on streets at night and in dangerous alleys but um the, the choice you made, so basically she just had to uh, Im- do an impression of me laughing like a maniac, and the <laughs> fact that you just went, <laughs> you 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 did, your eyes went up and your head kind of went down.
3: Actually, <laughs> do cuss a little. Do you? Yeah. What are your favorite curse words? Probably, F- my c- bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? You do that in the clip. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) They like showed me the clip. And first of all, I was like excited because you had pink hair. In that clip. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got to wear a pink wig. Oh. And they, like, made me watch it over and over again. And I do, I think I do the head movement you do in the clip. You
2: do a, you do, like, like the perfect parody of it, which is uh, exaggerating in a tiny <laughs> bit. No, but you like, <laughs> like, your eyes, like, went up in
3: your head. Well, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be demented. <laughs> yeah, it was,
2: like, the, per- you know what it was? Because it.
3: It captured the essence uh-huh. of it in the best way. And it's the essence of it is like not just the clip anymore. It's like the fact that those sound bites loop over and over again, which makes it more like demented. It's just psychotic. mania. It's complete yeah. main ca-
2: like chaos. Yes. And yes. the best part about it is that everyone see we'll see until SNL. This is what fucked me up. Everyone thought it was Miranda's laugh. Oh, I know. And yeah, and it was like so. And then once it, the clip, the original clip oh. went around, then all of a sudden I was like, oh, no wonder. Like, Miranda can never be that annoying.
3: It's just, it's I think part of it, because I think part of the clip
2: being big is everyone's like, we didn't realize Amanda or um, Amanda, Miranda Cosgrove had such an annoying laugh.
3: <laughs> oh, is that why? <laughs> well,
2: because it was the way that it clipped, I think I was out of frame and it was just hard. Uh-huh. It was just my voice and then the clip started circulating with me in it.
3: Really So funny. I was like, I was
2: like, there's a chance I'm going to get off the hook here and no one's going to know it was me.
3: That's funny. <laughs> I, I was able, because the hardest thing to do is like do a convincing fake laugh basically because yeah. that's a hard, I like people can, cr- probably crying is hard, but genuine laughter is hard to feign basically. Uh-huh. But Lizzo was being really funny. She is a fucking, she Beats. was being hilarious like she's like
2: like she did a couple of those and one of the choices she I'm just obsessed with people's like choices like I like to get really mm-hmm. granular and and she did one iteration of that video where it was like what's your favorite curse word probably fuck and we start laughing and she just runs to the camera <laughs> she just charged to the camera
1: oh, I actually do cuss a little do you <laughs> also yeah. what's your favorite curse word probably fuck <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why did that become viral?
1: I actually do cuss a little. Do you? (laughs) Also, what's your favorite curse word?
0: Probably, Probably (laughs) Probably
3: I, for the first time in my life, feel old because I do not understand
2: TikTok. (laughs) I understand a video that shows me how to make quick tater tots or how to you know yeah. whatever. I I posted a video where I'm cutting a cake with dental floss. Millions of <laughs> you. I get that because it's like little things like that. I'm like yes, and I'm gonna send this to my friends. Why a sound goes
3: viral? I I don't know. The one I I downloaded TikTok for one second the because I got obsessed with this woman who feeds her dogs raw meat. She feeds them like raw duck heads and like Stupid. pig uteruses. Stupid. And I go, oh, OK, I can kind of get why. And I'm like, I'm, I'm obsessed with watching this woman put a full like rooster's penis in a dog's <laughs> mouth. And then everything, out, my understanding falls I was like, off. So I was that. just watching it for porn. Yeah, I was jerking off to watching a dog sucking a cat's dick. And then anyway, what were you we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't understand. And then, you know, because I'm just understand. curious if, if yeah.
2: in, because when you're on SNL and you're and you're deciding what sketches to come up with and what's going to be popular, it's like, is the conversation like, oh, hey, this was big on TikTok. We should spoof it on the show. You know, like, is that something that now is obviously legitimate in a platform to where you guys incorporate it in? Because you're like, this is obviously relevant.
3: I like... I, I, my sketch writing process is almost like if, w- w- I, what is something we can make that will will get us sued to show on television like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I feel like I'm like antiviral like it's like <laughs> everything I come up with is like oh god
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, what's your favorite thing so far that you've that hasn't gone on yet that hasn't
3: we've written like a bunch of like really disgusting sketches that are haven't made it onto the show just because I like fucked it up and like I'm learning how to do the show right but they are like letting me try some stuff. Oh my god. Are women funny all of a sudden? When did that no. start? Okay, good. Thank they're God. They're
2: really annoying. Oh recently. good. Uh I'm gonna ask some questions from the internet. Oh. Oh. You've talked a lot about your SNL edition I bet, right? No. I don't know. Would you I? do? I don't think so. Just stand-up. I couldn't find it. Just stand-up. You up. just did stand-up.
3: Stand In front of Lauren, or you did it at a club and he came and saw you? I did JFL. Mm-hmm. And I, I did. Well, it was the pandemic JFL, mm. just for laughs comedy festival. Should I explain it? No, nah, I nah. mean, yeah, Google it, guys. So I just did, and it was the pandemic version of JFL. So it was just a show at Dynasty Typewriter. Wow, ten minutes from my house. Didn't have to think about it. And they filmed it, and he saw it, or he was just there. I think they. I don't know who was there, to be honest. I just walked in, did some, did a seven minutes of comedy. Didn't have to fly to Montreal. then you just get a call and then they like have you do like the whole like audition process after that yeah and so you went to new york and just did the
2: stand-up again god bless in front of lord yes
3: god bless (laughs) just the same set it's like you know yeah I like because I, I, I do not have a background in like characters and sketch and yeah. anything like that.
2: What is there any celebrity impressions that are like you're thinking about?
3: <laughs> I can do a really good Cartman. I can do. <laughs> oh, I can't do an impression. I can't do anything. You, pro- but you probably have some
2: that you'll just stumble on.
3: I'm sure if like a gun was put to my head, I could do an impression of someone getting shot in the head. <laughs> yeah, I can do. It. I can do an impression of it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, no, she is not single. Stop asking. Mm. What's the story behind the mullet? I've had a mullet
3: for 10 years, by the way. <laughs> and
1: all of a sudden, I mean, it's like, you know, it's the
3: thing now. And all these like high They because hi, they're going for the red states. Yes, whatever.
2: <laughs> Giddy up. Um, do you, I mean, of course, do you like working in SNL? I l-
0: like, are I you li- a night owl?
2: Are you the hours
3: like doable? It's literally, yes, because it's like. I'm literally getting paid for the first time in my life to just literally write comedy all the time, and I'm like, this is a gift from God. Yeah. I'm like full of gratitude. Yeah, it
2: sounds like just the most fun ever. It's just fun,
3: like you, you know, like you get paid to be a comedian. Like, what's better than that? I've never been like this. Is like, it rocks. What is her process working with Colin to do her update sketch? He literally the the please don't destroy boys and. Celeste Yim, write those bits with me, and we just write like the meanest things and he lets us Can say that ghostwriter on that bit, it's, yeah <laughs> i will it's send so it fun. literally the bit works because he's laughing and smiling and loving it yeah, it's amazing he's just like i'm
2: perfect and none of this hurts yes me. <laughs> like the jokes are literally like i'm like, like, married like, to like, johansson Keep, do say whatever you want <laughs> yeah right he's like <laughs> he's
3: doing the you laugh <laughs>
2: yeah um so let me ask you who did you look up to who are your comedic influences growing up
3: um, I mean, like I grew up like addicted to The Nanny. I was like obsessed with Seinfeld. Like, fascinating. I just wanted to be like a colorful Jewish comedian who shopped at Filene's Basement and got those like Technicolor Moschino like suits or whatever. By the way,
2: you know who you remind me of a little bit? Did you ever know um Nardwar?
3: Uh, so <laughs> We have the same. I have the same pants as him. General aesthetic. <laughs>
2: That's like yeah we look exactly like
3: <laughs> it is
2: Nardwar meets Fran <laughs> it's
3: the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me <laughs> the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me like, like the comedic influences are like that you know like and I was like obsessed with Pee Wee's Playhouse yeah yeah like course. Paul Rubens is like of course a god to me and
2: there was something of like let me ask you because it seems like from what I've gleaned like I've heard you I listen to you on a couple podcasts you don't do a ton of them no
3: I'm not like great at podcasts, to be honest.
2: No, no no one is. But you're good at it. You're good at talking. I'm not that good at talking. No, I talk a lot. That's different (laughs) than being good at talking. (laughs) And uh, I'm terrified of silence. It's a different thing. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Because when
3: you hear the silence, what you fear the darkness.
2: (laughs) I find that to that a lot of comedians who uh, are into more like silly. Mm-hmm. Th- 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 comedy which I believe comedy should be I think we forgot about like silliness uh-huh. and that we are clowns uh-huh. come from a lot of darkness in their past and they needed like a silliness as a respite that's kind of how I was but it seems like you had a very loving let's talk about I, I the only thing I like to talk about more than the trauma of like child abuse and neglect and alcoholism is the trauma of parents that loved you
3: I have full there is I had full 1000% support for my entire family like like Truly just wanted to be a comedian since I was, like, 2.2 years old. Mm-hmm. And, like, my parents were always supportive. And there is, like, pressure in that because they're like, oh, shit. They have, like, yeah. undying faith in me. I, best, I, I hope I don't fuck this up. I'm getting never-ending love from, like, two angelic angels sent from heaven.
2: But did they, like, push you in the direction of certain kinds of comedy because they knew that's what you wanted? Or— Like, how did you fall upon, like, silly comedy? Pee Wee's Playhouse, et cetera.
3: I mean, they definitely, like, showed me, like, Sherry Lewis's Lamb Chop and, like, The Nanny and, like, you know. Did you watch SNL? I did a little, yeah. My parents showed, like, you know. And that was always, like, my mom's dream for me was, like, one day you're going to be on Saturday Night Live. And (laughs) I was like, you know, I don't know. That's not, like, you, you don't really, like, have that as a dream because it's so, like, the chances of it happening are, like, slim to none. So I was just I don't know but the I, I. I, I didn't get into, like, stand-up until, like, a little later in mm-hmm. my life or maybe I was, well, no, not later. Because I knew I wanted to be a comedian at a young age, but I didn't really know what that meant. Yeah. And then when I was, like... They don't
2: have pageants for comedians, child should. comedians.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, they have pa- beauty pageants for children, but they don't have comedy pageants. <laughs> well, anytime that there's a there's a stand-up who's younger than me, they are a child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> correct, correct. They, and They, like, then when I got into stand-up, like, like, later, my teens or, you know, early 20s or something, I was, like, obsessed with, like, Maria Bamford and, like, Todd Berry and, yeah. Like,
2: yeah. Yeah, Todd Berry has, a, like, God, he used to do this joke that was so funny and so, I hate the word brave, but just so... Like, I'm obsessed with jokes that you can only pull off if you were just an expert at the, and I'm calling it a craft, because when Todd Berry does it, it feels like a craft of building tension. So he, you know, talks really slowly and allows the tension to build and is, you know, and I, I don't know if it's being a girl, I'm not trying to play the gender card, but I do feel like my laughs per minute have to be pretty high. Like there's, as a woman, you don't get a lot of... In uh, self indulgent uh, wiggle room on stage to mm-hmm. to draw things out because well,
3: your voice is so high pitched and shrill it's... <laughs> yeah and I have
2: wrinkles on my face and everyone's nauseous because of it you know and I'm aging so that's already an assault visually on the crowd and my thighs touch which is just disgusting and um they didn't sign up to see this pig just like <laughs> not tell jokes <laughs> and um and so he's uh he's talking about um. You know, Brad. he's like, Brad Pitt. He's like, you know, I'm not going to do an impression of, of Todd Berry. Not that I can, but I'm also going to try not to embarrass myself. Um, I don't want to intimidate you. Yeah, Sort uh, <laughs> of my thing. <laughs> so he's like, so how many of you uh, think Brad Pitt is hot? You know, and everyone's <laughs> like, <laughs> screaming, screaming. And he's like, got it, got it, got it. And he gets really quiet. And he goes, um, so if you had the choice of sleeping with Brad Pitt or me, how many of you would sleep with Brad Pitt? And everyone's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, how many of you me? And dead silent. It was like at his show, uh-huh. you know, people that paid to come see him, right? And then he's like, okay, okay. So if Brad Pitt had like, I think it goes into this direction, like lost both his legs and your choice was between having sex with Brad Pitt with no legs or me, would it be Brad Pitt with no legs? Everyone's like, ah! <laughs> and he's like, or me dead silent. And he goes, okay. And then he does like a couple more iterations mm-hmm. of it and it's always people want to fuck Brad Pitt and he goes, Got it. Because so I have news for you guys. Brad Pitt would never have sex with any of <laughs> you. <laughs> perfect it, joke. It's just a perfect joke. It's a perfect, just like, like a patient, tense build with such a payoff Ugh. and no one saw where it was going. And those are the type of things where you're just like, that's just 30 years
3: I wish I could just do, I wish I could just say something funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I a lot of my stand up is very like it's very physical, uh-huh. high effort, uh-huh. like uh, high effort, low payoff kind of. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> That's not true. But it's, and like a lot, if like in my hour show is like there's like crazy video, PowerPoint, like multimedia stuff. Okay, and it's like I think about Todd Berry and I'm like. If I like could just like stand there and not like flail my arms around <laughs> and just talk confidently and slowly and get a laugh like what would that feel like <laughs>
2: Because I must say just being like, you know, like, hello, I it. you know what well, I mean? Well, that's, I mean, who, know? I mean, we would have to talk to Todd about how he probably started, mm-hmm. you know, in a different way, you know. Uh-huh. It's interesting because I would the opposite way. When I first started, it was like, if you're just a stand-up in L.A. and you're at the comedy store, if you try it all, you are a dork, you're lame, mm-hmm. you're pathetic, you're embarrassing yourself, Um so, I would be as dry as I possibly could with, like, <laughs> the dirtiest jokes to neuter myself. And I was just trying to make the, like, mean comedians in the back that hated me laugh. So, it was just, like, pussy, 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 pussy. like, you know. And it, um, using any energy was, like, lame or hacky.
3: That's so funny because I think of, like, I mean, when I think of, like, the comedy store, I think of, like, like Sam Kinnison and like, and uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, I mean— my last special is, like, I am on the ground most of the time. <laughs> and I just, there's a little bit of an a unfair, like, um, I think it really is. It's it's like the jocks and the nerds all over again. Everything's just mm-hmm. high school all over again. Mm-hmm. It's like if you try too hard, you're like Tracy Flick. You're like, you're tra- like why mm-hmm. are you, like... Putting so much energy into
3: this. Like, people paid money right. to see that. Do you mind if I try? Is that okay? There's doctors and nurses and teachers. They could be anywhere else right now, but they're here looking at you. Give them a show. Like, let me maybe just give up. I'm so sorry
2: I'm not reading off my notebook going, what else is happening? As if I've
3: written down a joke <laughs> in years. <laughs> so, well,
2: hold on, real quick. Yes. I want to talk about your... Penchant for the grotesque. Yes. Would
3: you call it that? Absolutely.
2: 100%. And what is it? When did this start? Did it come from horror movies? Are you sque- squeamish when it comes to actual mm-hmm. blood and guts? Mm-hmm.
3: It's, so it comes from like a true, like basically I, um, the art that I was doing visual art that was like, I was doing stand up and then I was doing visual art that was all like intestines coming out of a butthole or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my God, I can marry comedy and visual art with, like, crazy, like, I do, like, weird, crazy projection video stuff with my stand-up, um, and it's, like, you know, it's, I think, I mean, for lack of a better way to say it, a lot of my stuff is, like, body horror in the, you know, it's a it's horrible to have a female body a lot of times, yeah. you know, a female-identifying body, and so a lot of it comes from, like, you know, full just dis- discomfort with being a like Jew with too many pubes, right? <laughs> and like it all. <laughs> and, stems the from that, and the, the diarrhea, the yeah, for the longest time. And then a lot of, but like um finding, you know, it is because I am. It does come from genuine like fear and. Um, revulsion, a lot of my work is trying to find the beauty in it, and that's where like the technicolor pink sparkly blooded guts come from. Because we all have a body and we have to deal with it somehow. They're it, it is just so wild because I never think it bodies are just a nightmare. They're a nightmare. It's, totally. a, it's a. We are trash bags full of blood. We're trash bags full of blood, and we do horrible, painful things to ourselves mm-hmm. to distract <laughs> from the fact that we're aging and hideous <laughs> and don't look like what we're supposed to look like. I mean, we do such wild shit. Like I remember when all the
2: Britney stuff was happening, like because it was rehappening and we were rehashing it, obviously in the last year or so. But like when they were talking about how crazy it was when she shaved her head. Yeah. Remember, like she shaved her head, and I was like, "The only thing crazier than shaving your head as a woman is what we all do, which is sew in someone else's hair, someone else's, someone hair. else's hair. Don't know who it is or uh-huh. where it co- came from. Put it in and pretend it's ours. Uh huh. With like clips and just like uh,
3: like like Buffalo Bill, basically, truly, like,
2: <laughs> or like Hannibal Lecter, like you put skin yeah. on, like putting out someone else's. You're wearing a suit full of skin, like." Gross. But when you put someone else's hair on your head, you're just beautiful.
3: To, I moisturize with um, like that snail excretion yeah. stuff that's mm-hmm. like a Korean beauty thing. Sure, sure. And it's like, you know, I don't really, it's a serum. You don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. But then I watched a YouTube video of how they extract the snail serum. And they get a bunch of snails in like a tank and steam them up and get them hot and horny. And they basically come into a jar and that's what i'm putting on my face. Mm-hmm. i don't really think about that. Yeah. It's a, it's body <laughs> horror. <laughs> I'm bathing in snail cum. <laughs> I don't think you need to do that. I don't need to, by the way. Um, I want to look barely legal for the rest of my life. <laughs> like what
2: like the, when you're put, like when you really stop and think about it. Like mm-hmm. I, when you're th- i'm when i'm putting a pencil, a crayon in, on in, on my disgusting. eyelid, on my eyelid, and then in the waterline, I'm like, this is so
3: disgusting. It's disgusting. Like, I'm gussying up a soon-to-be corpse. A soon-to-be... And the, the thing that you're gussying up is a mucous membrane oh. that's touching your eyeball. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you look
2: into my eyes, uh-huh. whether it's uh, framed with a, a velvety liner or not, you're gonna see... Veins mm-hmm. that have blood going through. Like, it's just. Eyes are gross. But they're disgusting. They're, they, you know, that <laughs> I had to learn. You know that when you have conjunctivitis, pink eye in one eye, it can give it to the other eye just by like jumping over? No,
3: they're not connected, are they? <laughs> no, I mean, they just really? can. That's the biggest thing, right? Right. You can say. <laughs> Your eyeballs aren't attached to anything. No, they're loose. <laughs> Literally, like, uh, I. For the show, I had to learn how to put in context for the first time. Yeah, because we're reading cue cards, and it's not that I had a Way problem. to ruin the magic of SNL. <laughs> you think I'm? If you think I can retain, if, if you think I have a memory <laughs> <laughs> like memorize lines and retain any information, you're wrong. But like, the, I, I I struggled with it because not like i was grossed out about touching my eyeball but i was like there are like involuntary my muscles for the past 29 yeah i'm 29 if you can believe it for the past 29 years of my life my eyelids have been trained to do everything in their power to to keep foreign objects out from my eyeball Yeah, yeah 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 So it was just like you're raping your eyeball. Yes, with contacts, yeah. with a medieval torture device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my own thing. My talent. Are you not allowed to wear glasses on the show? Well, you know, sometimes he is not the character. It's just right. Sometimes yeah, I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then, so have you had any like bones broken or surgeries or anything? I've had bones I think the first my first true exploration into like body horror comedy or whatever was like I did a piece about like um I'm well I I was just obsessed with the like cruel and like medieval techniques we use for like hair removal like uh-huh. pouring hot wax yeah on the most delicate and protected part of your body, your mm-hmm. full pussy lips. Yeah, yeah. And then wrenching them out mm-hmm. to the point where like you're you you're losing like a whole layer of skin and hair, yep. you're bleeding, and this is just normal. It's normal. Mm-hmm. It's a practice you have to do to so you can like um, be well, a part of
2: I feel like shaving is normal. Should go. I've waxed maybe once and I was just like I'm, I'm, I, I don't need to keep doing that. Like, yeah, I think if you go do it once, got it. If you just keep going back, you like it. Well, there is, there's ways to get rid of your pubic hair that does not involve that process. See,
3: you don't have Jewish pubes because truly every hair on my body is a pube. Okay. It's you. Oh, let me see. You but
2: you're not trying, you don't try to shave that. You didn't, you just have full armpit hair
3: out? I could grow out a full armpit hair in like two, two one 1.5 weeks.
2: I could grow a unibrow in half that time.
3: <laughs> Mine's that all, really hard. Mine
2: is on my face and on my chin. At least yours is hidden. I have a full beard. Oh, nose, I have way. a full goatee. What a one yeah, do, yeah, I yeah, do yeah. about No, I, I just I, have to pluck it. You have to pluck it. I kinda like the feeling mm. it when it starts growing out mm. on your chin. Mm. I like to kind of feel it. And then yeah, I have to pluck you, my chin probably three times a week. The, yes. Yes. And then I'll get ingrown hairs and my guy, thank God he's a veterinarian. And no. he, he digs it out. <laughs> and then I have a full and then I have random coarse pubes that just grow out of the side of my face. Black as night. Why mm. do you think? What is the biological basis for moles having giant coarse hairs come out of them? Because if moles aren't ugly enough, they were like, you know what else we should probably add? A smithers hair.
3: Because God said, why be? Why would I let you be happy for more than one second? Doesn't
2: mean you ate that apple fair and square <laughs> or whatever the fuck happened in the garden. Okay, so a lot of it is the hair removal. So you have no hair removal solutions besides
3: waxing? Well, so then like all of this, like, and then I was making these like crazy videos where I was like... I, I so that's where like my body horror obsession like came from, yeah, yeah, yeah. and making these like and like a lot of my stand up talking about it, and then I was making these videos where I was like dressed up as a hair in a <laughs> cross section of skin and getting like my head chopped off with a, lo- a huge razor blade and like blood spurting out.
2: <laughs> where yeah. are you on um, zit popping, pimple popper videos and stuff? Not you. So not you. I make my own. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know you were on OnlyFans. <laughs> see you're good i should i'm telling you i'm telling you there's a teacher on there who's making two million dollars a year breastfeeding uh, are you serious yeah she
3: wears a bag over her head she can breastfeed for how long can i think it's it? that's a great point um, um, maybe she had twins um, <laughs> <That staggered him. laughs> i know my friend can squeeze liquid out of his nipple just anytime he wants he should call a doctor. Absolutely. 100%. For sure. The grossest thing ever is,
2: are you, you're into gross
3: stuff or not? Yo, I am, but it comes from like a deep, I think a lot of people are like, oh, Sarah Squirm likes gross stuff. So she probably love that. I'm going to bring a bag of my own shit to the show.
2: Bummer. And it's like, you know what? I <laughs> am curious. Were you into Garbage Pail Kids? Oh, I
3: have. I have. Garbage Pail Kids. No way. Too. Okay.
2: This is what, okay. Fantastic. That's Sarah Slime. Oh, my, I was Zitty Whitney. Oh, <laughs> oh you had Zitty. You well, were Miss Zitt. Well, I was, yeah. I think it was Zitty Witty or something <sighs> like that. So I had them all over my door. I had them taped all over the uh, uh, front and back of, like, my door to my room. I was completely obsessed. obsessed. I wanted to do an animated show based on it, but everyone's like, no. Well, have you seen the live action? There, mm-hmm. y- Yes, but also, by the way, you look back, some of that stuff is... I am not the person that's like you guys. This is problematic. Some of those are rough. Absolutely, one hundred percent. It's your, like aborted Albert. You're Can like, we what? pay respects. <laughs> like he's got half a coat hanger through his head. You're like, Jesus, guys. It's, funny. it's pretty good. Mm. Is childbirth in your realm of body? Uh, oh my
3: god, yes. that's a big one. I, it's have you you? I've watched a bunch of childbirth video. <laughs>
2: like you know what I mean. The only one I've really watched is the one where there was a kid that needed surgery in utero, and they took him out to get him surgery and put him back in no wait you haven't seen this and then and then his little hand reached up and grabbed the doctor's finger do you not want kids no um no so what is that i I feel like there's Mm -hmm. this 30 and under Uh is just it doesn't even because that's how i was when i was your age Mm -hmm. is that gonna stick or are you me or is the next generation just like kids are are like slap bracelets at this point what are you at on it where I am now is I do need a new hour of material. I mm-hmm. just shot a special. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. Um, here's the thing. I, I I will tell you. Number one, I was like, kids probably not for me. Uh-huh. I have all this. Um, Shitty DNA. I don't want to pass on. Mm-hmm. If I do have a kid, I would probably adopt. Having your own kid at this point is like ha- buying a dog from a breeder. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many kids in need. Loose. Go yeah, get I'm one. just like, I'm a like dog. I'm an animal rescue person. Why there's so many kids in Appalachia that are born into the foster care system, addicted to opioids? I could do that. Mm-hmm. We have something in common. We could do drugs together. <laughs> Whatever. Or so I was like, if I want kids, I can adopt. I did freeze my eggs when I was 33. Just so sure. Just to not have to think about it. Uh-huh. And then that took so much pressure off, maybe too much pressure. Because I was like, I got all the time in the world. Janet uh-huh. Jackson had a kid at 55. She also has $2 billion. Because <laughs> she married some, like, Saudi guy. Um, and now, after my dad died, a primordial thing kind of mm-hmm. came over me. Mm-hmm. That was like, I need to carry on the DNA. Like, mm-hmm. some reptilian thing was like, I want something that looks like him. Which yes. could have just been my grief
3: trying uh-huh. to heal itself. I just, I feel like for the first time in my life, I have something going on. Like yeah. I was in full panic. Like, you know, I was doing comedy for like, you know, I mean, not that long, whatever. I can't complain. But like for the first time, I'm like, I have a job. Things are going okay. okay. God willing, my lips to God's ears, yeah. whatever. Um so it's like, I can't imagine taking account for, I just don't want to be responsible oh, but you have like anyway. 12,
2: 15 years. I mean, you could, but I'm, I'm fascinated by, I know a lot of people that are like younger now that are like, it's like
0: irresponsible
2: to bring a child into this world. Oh no, right? I'm just like that.
3: obsessed with thinking about myself all the time. <laughs> to
2: me, but that's like, <laughs> that's the way to do it. To mm-hmm. go to like know what you're capable of and your bandwidth and what you have. So my brain goes like, okay, when my dog's, die, which will never happen or will happen in 400 years. Um, I will, I can see myself doing it. I just can't see myself either carrying it. I can't see myself carrying it. I've got, I can hardly fucking carry a purse at this point i do a backpack i can't carry a purse much i see people in the airport with their kids and i'm just like it's like they have a full they're just surrounded by shit from like petco they just have bags and water bowls and it's just disgusting i just can't because my thing is if i have a kid i don't want to travel for five years Uh uh-huh I'm not going anywhere with the child. Not stinking up an airplane. I have friends that are like, I'm taking my daughter to Paris. I'm like, how old is she? Three. Why are you ruining everyone in (laughs) Paris's day with your child that's not even going to remember any of the shit that happens there? Your child just
3: smells weird. Like, why
2: would you do that to these Parisian (laughs) whatever? Like, I just, I think that, yeah, that's a thing. And I also need a wife. Right. (laughs) Right. I would need like I'm big on like I would want help
3: right I just can't imagine like my all of my plans for my life are like have nothing to do with taking care of a little fucking parasite <laughs> like, I've never, and it's funny because now like people, you know, like it just comes up with friends, you know, because my like, yeah. friends were older and it comes up all the time. I'm like, yeah. and everyone's like, Whoa, well, your biological clock is going to start ticking. I'm like, I can't even imagine the, that
2: happening. There's no such, a, I, I could not, when I was 29, could not wrap my head around it. I still can't totally wrap my head around it, but I also can't picture myself like with no little thing. You got a bunch of little things running around. I got, like, I got tons. I could do because also I was kind of raised by, you know, my two aunts in Virginia and they didn't have kids. They were just horse dog ladies. I mean, I have an aunt that had 14 dogs and cats and people would just drop dogs at the house <laughs> and tie them up like if they were sick and she just have to take them and had like horses and was like, it's like the happiest person I know.
3: Right. So I'm like, I
2: can I could go that way.
3: I have a lot of nightmares that I am pr- extremely pregnant mm-hmm. and I have a painful birth and I give birth to a creature that is either like a frozen ice baby with wires coming out of its head or like a fucking monster. That might
2: be how babies are born in five years. <laughs> yeah,
3: they just frozen, <laughs> put them in the blender or whatever. And like all of it is like like it, it, it it's like this like my unconscious being like um T- telling me like about my anxieties, about my own work and stuff. Uh-huh. So the only time I'm ever thinking about like childbirth or pregnancy, it's like always related to a metaphor. Work. Yeah. Yes. Because like your work is your baby. Yes. Yeah. So never for a goddamn second, am I interpreting that like symbology as like, no, you want a kid. It's like, no, what is it? You should never have a kid. That's
2: when I wake up and I tell my boyfriend, I'm like, I had this dream where I had a kid and I, cause I get these like intrusive thoughts and yeah. I dropped it. And it's uh a, Teeth got stuck in the like marble of like the floor or something, and he's yeah. like, it "Sounds like you're you have kids on the brain." I'm like, "It sounds like I should never
3: have kids." It's like it's actually a metaphor for um, God, so don't talk I down. Actually, to should
2: it. be single also, so don't mansplain. I also to me. think I've seen to marry a billionaire. <laughs> um, That'd be nice. Which, by the way, I can't stop saying that because um uh, I want to ask about your relationship. But did you see the Teal Swan documentary? I haven't,
3: but I know I'm gonna be liking
2: this. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> to talk about it. Uh, I'm going to wait till you see it and I'm going to do a whole episode on it because I'm obsessed. Because,
3: <laughs> because she's...
2: Like, she, like, makes people kill themselves. No,
3: she... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm uh, I have
2: personal liability insurance. You can say that if you want all day long. But... <laughs> uh, yeah. No, she... That is, like, I think, to me, not even the most compelling part mm-hmm. is it's more like she's this, um, you know, self-proclaimed, like, spiritual leader in... in and look, I I I don't think that she's intending to do anything super malicious. I think on some level, like she her people, her people, and whatever. Who cares? The point is that every time she gets like annoyed or someone tries to like come up against her, like she's also like stunning and gorgeous. gorgeous hair. Ta- and every she's had five husbands every now and then. She's like, look, I don't need to do this. I mean, I could just like marry a billionaire.
3: Oh my God. <laughs> it's just I'm like, gonna start saying that. Though. She'll just like throw that out. She's like, I don't need
2: this shit, okay? I could like marry a billionaire. It's like, you guys should be so lucky that I'm doing this. Like, how dare you challenge me? And like, if you're not careful, I'm going to leave you all and just marry a billionaire. That's it's
3: like, like <laughs> I'm going to start saying that. I'm going to weaponize That's what that, I just said. Like, right. I'm just going to marry
2: a billionaire. Like, I don't <laughs> fucking need this shit from you, okay?
3: <laughs> just like pure unbridled confidence making everyone shake in their boots. By the way, not even like a
2: rich guy. <laughs> like a billionaire. Like, I don't mean, like, how many are
3: there? It's just like my cheekbones are high enough to get the one of seven
2: by the way that's like her plan b which is so funny (laughs) Funny.
0: pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from McDonald's.
1: Get a creamy Oreo frappé or McCafé smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more, only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba
0: ba ba ba.
2: Taking a break <laughs> to whine about wine. Now, here's the thing about wine. I like it in my belly. I want it in my belly. I want it in my bloodstream. I want when mosquitoes bite me for them to just pass out because they're drunk. Because that's how much wine is in my system. But I don't know how to store wine. Yeah. And I, believe it or not, don't finish the whole bottle. Whoa. Usually, unless it's Friday and Emily and I got in a spat. Yeah. And
1: I don't know how to get the cork back in, so I always finish the bottle.
2: (laughs) It's hard to get in once you put
1: it in your pussy. (laughs) I (laughs) once— I You're use- not supposed to put it in your pussy first. I think that's... <laughs> but that's how you store it at the right temperature. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly chilled. Perfectly chilled. <laughs> Icy and cobwebby. See, summertime <laughs> nice heat... Nice and dry. Summertime heat and vaginas can <laughs> spoil wine. Ugh. And you got to get those boxes out of your pussies, off your <laughs> countertops, and protect them with a wine fridge from Wine Enthusiast. Wine Enthusiast designs and offers the largest selection of wine coolers for every drinker, every budget, and every size collection. From, From six, six to, to
2: six hundred bottles. Plus, expert wine storage consultants are available by phone to help you find the right fit for all your needs. Ma'am, take it out of your butthole. <laughs> Stop calling us. And then they go, Did you plug it in? And I'm like, Yeah, it's right in my pussy. And they're like, no, did you plug it in the fridge? You're like, no, I'll get electrocuted. So we <laughs> <laughs> fooled me once, vibrator. <laughs> so Emily and I got our wine enthusiast fridge. It mm. is
1: Duages. Stunning. And not only that, they make incredible, unique accessories. They make glassware. They make furniture, wine storage, gifts, and more. Visit WineEnthusiast.com or text the code GFY to 511-511. Don't miss Wine Enthusiasts July 4th Wine Cellar and Furniture Happy Sale. Happy birthday, Merca! Save up to 25% on wine cellars and fine furniture now through July 4th. Text GFY to 511-511 today to see for yourself. Text GFY to 511-511 today. Certain- Exclusions may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text text fees may apply. Text stop to opt out. I'm a wine enthusiast enthusiast. (laughs) I'm a text enthusiast.
2: Now, if that didn't make you pee your pants, my show on July 1st will (gasps) in West Hampton Beach, New Jersey. Nope. New York. Look, that was, whoa, (laughs) I'm going to get snipered in the neck. That is like the most insulting thing you can say to someone in West Hampton. And now the New Jersey people are going to say for you. It's basically Newark, guys. (laughs) West Hampton, July 4th. I'm going to be at the West Hampton Beach. uh, That's not July 4th. I'm not going to be competing Mm -hmm. with America's birthday. Right.
1: Although. And the wine enthusiast sale. Did you know that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that? Larry the Cable Guy is so big in Nebraska, where he's from, that his schedule didn't permit that he could perform there any day except July 4th. So they moved uh, the fireworks and July 4th celebrations to the 5th so he could perform on the 4th.
1: That's the kind of power I long for, (laughs) moving a (laughs) national holiday.
2: To do jokes about how much you hate
1: dogs. (laughs) And the Me Too movement.
2: This is when Emily did stand-up. I don't know if you caught this episode back in the day where I played uh, forcibly uh, publicly shamed Emily with her uh, her stand-up sets, which the first one opened with. So I hate dogs. Um, I just love pandas because all they do is sleep and try to extinct themselves. And then her other <laughs> opener was, so the Me Too movement is here long overdue.
1: Anyway... <laughs> Sorry that I'm, like, tearing down barriers. Sorry
2: you're using your platform responsibly. (laughs) July 1st. Oh, wow. I am too enthusiastic about wine. (laughs) I've already had a bunch today, clearly. (laughs) West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center. Come out. Tori Birch, see you there. September 8th, I'll be in Cincinnati, Ohio with the Taft Theater. This will be all new material. Whoa. I know. I've been writing lots of jokes. Uh, I, It's touch and go, but there's <laughs> lots of spork jokes coming in hot. September 9th, I'm going to be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Miller Theater. September 10th, ooh, that's...
1: Six days after, after my birthday. birthday. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was a real ma- that was me doing math. <laughs> Broke my brain. So September 10th, I'll be in Richmond, Virginia at the National. September 24th, I'll be in Charlottesville, Virginia. Cannot wait. Paramount Theater. Back to
0: back to the show.
2: Um, your relationship. How long has this been going on? Eight years.
3: Whoa! whoa. I honestly am like, I can't, I'm not do you like, know about Saturn Returns? I'm I've I did it. You I'm did re-parented. it? I got actually literally in the when my Saturn return happened I like can you explain the concept it's, you know, your Saturn goes back to whatever fucking house from when you were born or whatever and your, like, stars are aligned or whatever and <laughs> bullshit fucking whatever. <laughs> and then that's when you, like, fully, like, come to your own and reparent and, like, get your fucking shit together and it's, like, a hard time in their life but you're fully, like, self-actualized or whatever. They always say it's
2: in the, it, like, between 27 and 29, uh-huh. everyone goes through, like, a major shift in some way. It's like, uh, yes, I think it's based on some astrological thing. Also, like, Before you turn 30, I do I do believe there's just a a lot changes when you're moving out of your 20s. You know what I mean? You probably, you know, they say that if you've been with someone uh, your whole life or for a while, you'll always go through a breakup or break up with them or rethink the relationship. Uh, from 27 to 29. So I was I remember I was dating a guy and he's like, Are you gonna break up with me because your son returns? It's just kind of a thing that respect. A, that yeah. A, yeah, He was like let around like you seem dumb enough to believe in astrology. Um <laughs> that uh 27 to 29 is a time when so many fundamental so much of you fundamentally changes that mm-hmm. you like quit your job, you move out of your parents' house, you get a new car, you you know, switch vocations, you find out who you wanna be, you break up with the person you're with, you cheat, like something. Big happens. Yes.
3: Well, I got, um, I got hired on SNL. SNL, like, that'll do it. That was my Saturn return. I was like, God bless <laughs> Saturn return. <laughs> like a big change. But does he live in New York? He, I dragged his ass to New York. I've been dragging him all over the country. <laughs> fucking patient is as he, the days long. He's a normal a victim, a human kidnapping? being. Okay, like what does that mean? He's new. He's normal and he's good and he's not a comedian.
2: Here's the other yeah. thing I love about what you're saying is I do that too. Where I'm like the guy that I'm the guy I'm dating is a critical care veterinarian, okay? Like, he's, like... Say no more. (laughs) But I always am, like, he's, like, a normal... And someone's, like, well, he's dating you. He can't
3: be that normal. he, like, hangs out with, like, dogs all day. He's (laughs) a freak.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, uh, okay, so really quick. Your Saturn return is an astrological event that occurs every 27 to 29.5 years when the platterns, plattern? When you're plattern. I'm in such a rush. I like to remix words. When the planet Saturn returns to the sign and degree that it was when you were born. It's associated with major life changes like career changes, breakups, engagements, and relocations. Um, okay, so he does what?
3: He is a grant writer. Barely know what that is. I'm like literally you know what I'm like a frizz my, my best friend Ruby was like don't let people know you have a fucking boyfriend because they're not going to buy tickets to come to the show okay okay <laughs> if they do
2: because they think you're single you don't want those people at your show anyway who Ruby pull it <gasps> together it's like my is th- Ruby a 67 year old woman <laughs> from Brooklyn
3: yes <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, who, who, to, who smokes them. cigars don't <laughs> let them know
2: while doing laundry with a spoon <laughs> yes
3: in the cauldron yeah. make sure they think you're single i true i don't know like all of my single friends who go through the fucking hell shit that is comedy it's like to come out the fact that i had like stability and like fucking eating shit every single night getting mm-hmm. my ass handed to me on a fucking plate and then i have to eat my own ass out of like and you have the, to eat your
2: grant writer's ass <laughs> yeah
3: either writer. like going through the meat grinder of like comedy and show business like alone I can't imagine and I had like I've had a fucking person with me the whole time so like, I could like eat shit at a show come home and he's like man eh, you're great don't worry about it I'm like oh my god the fact that people don't have that I can't even imagine
2: it's this I'm so glad this came up because um Uh, I learned a long time ago, not that long ago. I learned it a long time ago. Didn't employ it until like six months ago um, (laughs) that who you're uh, who you decide to be with, Mm -hmm. who you choose in your personal life is a business decision and who you marry is a business decision, who you're dating is a business decision because Mm -hmm. that person's either going to energize you or deplete you and that's Mm -hmm. either going to support or combat your professional goal. So you look at the people with and these are generalizations. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but when you look at some of the greats, when you look at Steve Corell and Will Farrell and like they have been married for 25 years. Whoa. They have stable relation. They're not like dating a different starlet every week and it, it's like that um is it Flaubert? I always get this quote wrong. Uh here we go. Be steady and well-ordered in your life so that you can be fierce and original in your work. So
0: mm-hmm. it's like the idea that like
2: if you come home to drama, if you come home to chaos, mm-hmm. like you're not going to have the energy to be able to make the good chaos for work. Like I think mm-hmm. in, when I first started, especially as a, as a comedian that like talks a lot about relationships, I was like, I need to be in something chaotic and we need to fight every right, night right. so that I were writing TV shows. You're like, I need to have good stories. I need to have good jokes. And now you're like, no, I'm actually just kind of need to sleep eight hours and not worry I mean, someone's I, cheating on me.
3: Yeah, you need to be healthy you don't need to be like have 12 boyfriend like, I you need know, like some, a glass of water I, you <laughs> need a glass of water <laughs> just. and I'm also like the person that I met we've been dating since I'm like 20-ish like the I he's the only good person in the world, and it's like we're we're comedians. We're we travel around all the time. We meet a million people, and it's like yeah, I've met thirty eight thousand four hundred million people in my life, mm-hmm. and it's like no one seems to be as good of a person as him. He's an angel sent from heaven. That is it. Actually, makes me think he's twice
2: as good as you think because you can't come from love. Yes. like your bar for love is high.
3: Yes, yes, and he is pure he's a pure beam of light and love how did you meet I f- I forced him to date me <laughs> yeah, he was my we worked <laughs> so at you're the gonna con- fit right in in Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> I was like come here toots <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he turned 18 he said He'd sit on my lap Truly, <laughs> like he we worked at the college radio station and like <laughs> I was like uh, do you want to go on a date and he was like no and I was like totally <laughs> <laughs> wait why did he say no cause I was like way younger than him this is crazy he was like my boss at the radio sa- this was like you what- psychotic this is like he was my boss at the radio station and he was like well that would kind of be like um, inappropriate abuse of power and this wasn't like 2012 or whatever, and I was like, I had never even heard of that before, and I was like, <laughs> he like invented woke, and then you're like, you have power. I was like, now I want to date you even more. My God, I'm so you're abusive. Literally, hello. <laughs> so I just convinced him to date me.
2: Are you gonna get married? Do you think, or would you? No. I, I feel like we're both resistant to getting married, but we would both have the funniest weddings.
3: We would have. Oh my! By the way, everyone wants us to get married so they can get invited. I'm. I would have—by
2: the way, my funeral, I've already planned. It's going to be the most fun shit ever. But, um, uh, like, I just feel like we'd have such fun weddings. What a shame. No,
3: It would be, like, a really cool party, and, like, really cool people would be there. But you don't have to <laughs> sign
2: a thing. You don't—like, my thing is, like, I could do the party, the ring, but I don't have to sign anything.
3: I don't need to get the state involved. I think— after like, tr- like eight years of like DIY touring where it's like I spent like all of my waking hours being like planning a show in a basement in yeah. Pittsburgh and like whatever. It's like throwing an event that's not a show or something. I'm like, you know what I mean? That's it. I was
2: planning a wedding a couple of years ago for myself. You were planning a wedding. Yeah, you was I was engaged. And I was trying to plan a wedding <laughs> and it really fell apart very quickly. And I felt very overwhelmed because I was like, I have been taught to believe this is fun. When my friends are planning weddings, it's fun. I like being involved. I like picking this stuff. I love doing seating charts. Oh, my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I this is my favorite thing ever. And, um, I, uh, but I was like, this is basically like what we do for a living. I'm putting on yeah. a show. I'm picking a venue. It's like, or being a showrunner. It's like I'm getting flowers. I'm getting a uh, I'm booking a hotel, and then also it's even worse because it's like I book these venues for productions of TV or film. Or I know what they cost. Right. This isn't what they cost. It's uh-huh. such a racket. I'm right. like, why was I quoted six thousand when I tried to book this for a TV show, and now it's twenty thousand if oh, I to try to oh. book it for a wedding?
3: Is it really like that? Like,
2: oh. Oh. They, flowers. Oh. You've bought flowers before at like Walgreens. (laughs) (laughs) I just mean when you buy them for a wedding, they're all of a sudden like $12,000. Remember, how much is paper? I don't, like a penny. A penny? And then you put gold writing on it saying we're getting married here and all of a sudden it's Seven thousand dollars for invitations.
3: For the first time in my life, have a dollar to my name. So it's like I've not like people have to spend money to get married.
2: (laughs) Well, you can if you would pull your fucking name together, you could do paid partnerships. But no one knows Ah! what your name is. (laughs) Oh my
3: god! Oh my, because aren't you like everything in your life is so much work that it's like. Don't you want to just like hang out, kick it? Eat? Yeah, I just got <laughs> to that point.
2: Do you have like an iron deficiency?
3: Yes, really, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't eat that much red meat. <laughs> Is that why I'm tired? I'm so tired. Yeah,
2: do you? Yeah, but it might be an iron thing. Are you taking NAD?
3: No, you NMM? know I don't know about this stuff. <laughs>
2: what do you mean? You're in I the Illuminati. I work at SNL. Apparently. Don't they, change, they, don't they give you nine no. random shots every morning? <laughs> we have to get our own coffee. <laughs> 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 do you feel like, because everyone wants to talk now about how, co- it must be so hard to be a comedian right now. It's like, you can't say anything anymore, which is funny to me. Because I'm like, there's like two words. there. N-word and tranny. I I feel like there are a lot of words we can say.
3: I'm literally like, what's? it shouldn't be that hard to say something that doesn't hurt people's feelings. You
2: know what else is weird? There's a little bit of a war in comedy on Mm self-deprecation.
3: Like, you're not allowed
2: to hate yourself anymore. And Mm -hmm. I would like to firmly... Push back against that. I am old enough to be grandfathered in. I didn't get to. I didn't get Brene Brown on my Instagram when I was fifteen. I feel like I'm allowed to hate myself, but there's this kind of thing now where it's like you're not allowed to self deprecate.
3: Oh my god! you're misunderstanding why people get into comedy in the first place. Yeah, totally. It's like you know, if I'm bombing at a show, and we can all. 40 of us whoever comes to my show Come yeah. on see this is we'll see this is
2: <laughs> see this is that is the one kind of self-deprecation I would bully you about well right
3: because I'm lying but yeah, like yeah. if I'm bombing <laughs> we're all sitting there in silence yeah. I'm gonna talk about you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like I'm cool with like that we're, if, when it's like self-deprecation that's like obvious you right know right what right
2: mean? well or it's more like stuff that's like if you dare to say something that wouldn't fall under the umbrella of like body positive, you know, about, about being like, ah oh, because I have like kimono arms, like if I do like if I or something and then people are like, you're not allowed to bully yourself. You're setting a bad example and you're not a part of the body positivity movement. And you don't get to march anymore. Oh, I'm and- in the
3: bot, I'm in the body disgusting <laughs> movement. <I> mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm in this my I mean, whole thing. Way, thank you so much. <laughs> I think I am the body positivity.
2: I, you, Godspeed, y'all. I respect Love the effort, the but bodies are disgusting. Whether they're big or small, or tall or short, or old or young, they're fucking gross.
3: And like, I'm really glad that you feel good about yours, but I feel horrible about mine. <laughs> I'm dehydrated. I smell bad. I look like shit. And I'm allowed to live, I'm allowed to stand in that truth. <laughs>
2: I think you're so pretty. Oh
3: my god. Thank you. Um,
2: what do you watch? Like, what is your... It seems like not a lot. But, like, what do you watch if you're just chilling at home?
3: I'm ad- I, I'm addicted to Real Housewives. Okay, it is tell my, me. I love to look at their beautiful faces. Here's the deal
2: with Real Housewives. I believe that it is MMA for women. At-
3: well, it, it, it is a love and light to all my girls. Yeah. It is body horror because I've been watching these women. I know them. They are my friends. I've been watching some of these women for 12 years. And to see what is happening, to see their faces, mm-hmm. be it, it, it's like to know every contour of Luann Deliceps face. Yeah. But see the ways in which it's either preserved or matte. you know what it's like yeah. it's and, and they're so be- and it's 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 my ASMR to like look at their lip gloss and their nice fabrics and Yeah. It's. I'm just upset. Am I making sense? You You're know what making I mean? so
2: much sense because I am. It's a porn in a way. I mean, yes. I, I have a hard time watching it because I feel like I'm. I have so much to catch up on. Yeah. Okay. And when I I, I hosted the uh, when I did that week for um in New York when Wendy Williams was out, I there was I had to watch so much Real Housewives. I had to be so caught up. Oh my God! You
3: hosted for Wendy.
2: Yeah. And I I know Wendy Williams. We stand. And um so. I just I I have so much catching up to do, yeah. And I have so many questions. And Casey Wilson's a friend, of, so I'll be watching it. And I'll be, like, Casey, I need like a background, and she's like, the the recap is so deep, like you just have. You to. You feel emotionally overwhelmed. I feel emotionally overwhelmed. I also feel like um, I would be great at it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like you I would. would. I will not I won't. I. I Here is the thing. I. I also get a little uncomfortable when I feel like some of them are
3: inebriated. Oh, see, this is this is porn to me. Okay,
2: so who's your favorite housewife? Because I feel like, hold on, hold on. I feel like I have a couple questions that Mm -hmm. I feel like help us understand people on a very fundamental level. If someone tells me their favorite Girl Scout cookie, I know everything I need to know. Samoa? Of course. I mean, duh. Okay, good. Mine too. Thank know. God. Oh my know. God, if you had said shortbread. You could have gone some weird angle, like, nope. nutter butt, or like know, fucking tag I'm not along. i insane. I don't know. You were very loved as a
3: child. You might as well be. <laughs> I know. You're I know. like mentally stable. Those people- I like your whole t- your take about having love in the home is actually makes you weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you just like get to be
2: like authentically yourself, and you're just totally. yeah. I don't. It's it, it's odd to me. You make like really intense eye contact. That's um, so true. Wow. And then, um, let's see. Okay, your favorite uh, housewife. The audience is going to come away with an understanding of you that even Karen grandma. Huger, the Deep Potomac. Cut. Okay, I don't know
3: her. She is like. Why a, is she your favorite? She is like a, pound for pound most entertaining. Yeah, she's she's outrageous. Mm-hmm. I just like like she's just an outrageous John Waters character. Love of a it. human being.
2: Love it. Love it. I got in a fight with Nene Lakes once. Well, really? she got mad at me. How about that? Well, what'd you do? I, <laughs>
3: like,
2: I had the audacity Brilliant. to, well, she, we were hosting like a New Year's Eve thing or something. Aww. And I, here's the thing. If you're going to work with a housewife on something, watch their work and know what you're signing up for. <laughs> I did not know that she is um uh not, doesn't fuck around. And mm-hmm. I like made a joke about her giant orange mink coat and I, we'll regret it for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's what you get for being hilarious. <laughs> um Who is your uh, new favorite housewife? Like a new one. Are you like Salt Lake City? Oh no. What?
3: <laughs> Am I such an amateur? <laughs> I love them all, honey. Oh my God. I mean, it's true crime cinema. It's <laughs> <That's> emotional crime. <laughs> it's... Unbelievable. I love them
2: all. Okay, if you're not watching Real Housewives, you're watching. Movies, (laughs)
3: kind of movies? Right now, I want to watch all the Poltergeists. Okay. I I have a plan to watch two because I just rewatched one. I haven't seen two and I haven't seen three. Here's the thing about watching movies like that now.
2: It's kind of amazing on so many levels. Like, if it still scares you, cool. But also, like, all the movies that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, I look at them now and I'm like, I can see someone's hand
3: making the ghost puppet. Like, (laughs) watching
2: Poltergeist now I bet would be like scary but also wonky because it-
3: I'm like addicted to practical effects so like I, I it, and I make my own and they're shitty on purpose basically love. and so like um like I'll make pimples out of like um a uh, bubble wrap great I inject all the bubbles with like Vaseline and stuff like that love it so like that's like the best too. part is like watching Wizard of Oz as a kid and being like fully like it's so tactile and practical yeah. that you're like, I can feel it. Like I'm I know it. that
2: horse was spray painted. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I can <laughs> tell I'm just a kid, but I know <laughs> that's too dry.
3: But it makes it more real because it's like not in the uncanny valley of like. Yes, it doesn't... Yes, it
2: doesn't have this, like, surreal nature. You're like, I know these are grown men in makeup. Yes. And that's kind of what's fun about
3: it. You could touch it. You know what it feels like. You can feel it. It's you, like, the astroturf of Munchkinland. Like, you know what that feels like, and you could touch it, and it's more real, as opposed to, like, all this fucking CGI shit. You know I mean? that's it's, like, int- too smooth to be real. That's
2: interesting. You kind of like the schlockiness of it. Oh, you
3: like- yeah.
2: Have you seen the movie... That- that Joan Rivers and Melissa Rivers made after Joan's husband committed suicide? No. You haven't?
3: I... They wait. made it
2: like three weeks after. They...
3: I can't... They, let's watch something that's gonna make me cry. <laughs> I can't. When's the last time you cried? Uh, what's that? It's so easy to make me cry. Really? Oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God, yes. That's why. Like, old Yeller, I, Just uh, a a dog that's too cute, uh. a person that's too nice. <laughs> uh, well, you're in Hollywood. You don't have to worry about that. Oh, yeah. Um, like, <laughs> and, and, I'm, yeah, it's so easy to make me cry. That's interesting. Anything, anytime, anyone doing something, any, anything of anyone doing anything nice that I think about, any We're, movie, any TV uh, show. September 14th, you're in Los Angeles. Where are you going to
2: be? Zebulon. Nice. Uh, San Francisco, September 15th. Uh, Couldn't tell you. Sarah Scornville. Birdie Club. Look at this. Brooklyn, New York, April 29th. Happened. Philadelphia, Cleveland, Chicago. Happened. Two nights Happened. in Chicago. Homecoming. Where in Chicago? Sleeping
3: Village. Sick. Rock and roll. Milwaukee. Many. Washington, D.C. Oh, what? please buy tickets to Washington, D.C. D.C. I'm kind of from there. Uh, I am. Where in D.C. are we playing? The Kennedy Center, but like in the basement of it or you something. You guys, she's at the fucking Kennedy Center. Oh, it's kind of like an off In the basement. <laughs> it's... Yeah, okay. and people are not buying it. Monica's tickets to old that. marching grounds. <laughs> I'll be wearing the blue dress on soon. <laughs> um, do not bring a black light. Washington, DC,
2: June twenty fifth, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Houston, Austin. What this is a very fun schedule. Uh, there's more. Go see Sarah. Uh, I don't know where you'd find out. I guess you would just have to Google her. Her her website is google.com. Just figure it out. If you
3: love me, you'll figure it out. Yeah,
2: but yeah, you really, <laughs> you're really
3: you really testing your fans. Well, the people who show up are the ones who want to buy my farts in a jar. It's so. half
2: stand-up show, half scavenger
3: hunt. <laughs> if you can
2: find her, um, yeah. you probably want to kill her. Um, yeah. And put her eyeballs in a... Are. <laughs> um, all right. I love you guys. Um, I'm starting to get low blood sugar and be weird. So um, uh, you know what to do. Don't ride elephants. Bye. <laughs>
0: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
1: Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or
0: more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.